Mueller and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Okay, okay, we are back in the saddle, ladies and gentlemen, Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, next two hours, having a little bit of fun right here on SNR, and as we always do on a beautiful noon, on a Thursday, we got to have a little conversation, but we got to talk some Steelers ball today, so as we take you inside the electric factory, man, we are going to do this thing interactive style, like we always do, and the best way to interact with the crew, the good guys, you know, moi and my main man over here. Can you know you know how we feeling over here? You know how we do over here, baby. You know, you know, you know how we get sit in. You know how we get sit in. All right. So the best way to hit us up is on the Twitter.com at the body fifty two, the body, and at Wesley Euler. The good hair. Talk to me, my good hair compadre. How we living today? Fantastic, Motsi. The Sunday blues are gone. Mm-hmm. All right, I've turned the page. We've made it. We've had our cathartic vent sessions, right? We did, Monday we did. and Tuesday, and maybe even a little bit yesterday as well, too. I'm ready to turn the page. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to look ahead to the Bengals. I am uh, ready for, am I correct in saying this? Last football weekend of September, right? Yes, last football weekend of September. All right. It feels like late uh, late September, early October. It feels okay. like fall today in Western Pennsylvania. Arthur Motes, I'm ready to go. And that's the best way to be, baby. That is the best way to be. But you know we're going to talk about guys that are ready or potentially not ready to go with this injury report. But before we get to the negativity, I would like to start with some positivity. And that positivity that I'm speaking of is just the other day. I believe it was yesterday. The Pro Football Hall of Fame did their initial group of nominations. Mm-hmm. And ladies and gentlemen, your Pittsburgh Steelers have not one, not two, not three, not four, but five nominees. But wait, there's more. <laughs> five. As in one, two, three, four, five. Anything you say? I can do five times better. Five. Hey, now. That's awesome. So the five that the Steelers have on it, because you know they always got five on it. I got five. Wide receiver Heinz Ward. Okay, yeah, I'm trying to think. In my mind, I, I, in my mind, I think I got four. Okay, I, go ahead, go ahead. Go actually, ahead. actually, guess first, and then I, I give the answers. Well, I know Heinz and Casey Hampton are definitely two. Okay, you got three more. Hmm. <laughs> James Harrison. Nope. No. Okay. Okay. That's enough. Hasn't been, lo- hasn't been long. I don't enough think it's been long enough. Yet, no, no. Because he's at. If I'm retired for three years, he can't. He stopped when I stopped. That's true. Yeah. yeah so so it we'll hasn't been long three. enough. Yeah, yeah, we'll I know three. Casey Hampton. I know Heinz Ward. Um, Farrier. Nope. Dang, I'm striking out. You are right now. Heath Miller. Yes. Yep. All right. All right. All right. Shout are out they, to the homie. Heath. Are they all relatively modern era guys, or are there some older ones on there too? No, um, like Elsie Greenwood isn't one of them, is he? No, he's not up there. No, okay. no, it's. I got three. For the leg- what do they consider modern era? Like, I would say in... 80s and old, 80s well, no, and newer like, or I, 90s. I, I, you're right. I should have prefaced that better. Yeah. I should have said, like, in, I'm thinking, like, in my lifetime, guys. Like, so, Heath Miller, yes, technic- like Casey Hampton, like Heinz Ward. All but maybe one. 
Okay. All but, but it's not LC. He's not correct, the one. Correct, it's not LC. Okay. Those three, all players? Correct, yes. Okay. Those three, hmm. There's got to be, there, there, uh, it's not, a, is it Ike Taylor? <laughs> no. Even though Ike has been retired long enough now because he, he stopped when uh, he stopped. We got one year together. Joey Porter? No. Which is a surprise because he's been Aaron up here before. Smith. No. Dang, I am striking out. <laughs> All right, Mozzie, tell me the answer. I was like, low. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> what did they say? Loud and wrong. God. I just Harris failed that. I just, I just failed that. I took like 20 mulligans and I still failed that quiz. Yeesh. The five players from the Pittsburgh Steelers that are nominated for the Pro Football Hall of Fame are Heinz Ward, Heath Miller, Casey Hampton, mm-hmm. Hardy Nickerson Sr., and Gary Anderson. Ooh. So with Gary, he was the one where I was like, what do you consider well, modern? Yeah, because you consider? he's yeah, sure. he's the older of the group. But sure, you were three. You got three of them, though. I got you got three of them. I got the three that I really saw and yeah, watched yeah. and <laughs> grew up with. That was so Gary funny. Anderson. I'm surprised he's not in already. Me too. I am as well, man. Yeah. I would have thought that he was in. I would have thought he was in for sure. Yeah, one of the best kickers in NFL history. That's what I Although would think. I guess like it's it's very hard to get in as, as a, a kicker, special though. teamer. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, even Devin Hester is he in yet? He is not. Like Adam yeah. Vinatieri feels like he's a lock, but I, I feel mean, like Vin- Vinatieri, Vanderjack, yeah, I think Justin those Turner two. probably. Turner or sorry, um, Tuck, Tuck, Justin, Justin Tucker, Tucker. Sorry, Justin like, Turner, Justin Turner, L.A. Dodgers third oh, okay, baseman. Okay, listen, you know I had to mess up somebody's name here oh, at some right, point right. this we, week. We, we on schedule, yeah, Justin it. Tuck. We sorry. good there, we good. Uh, yeah. yeah, or Justin Tucker. Jeez, Justin Tucker, defensive end for the Giants. Yes. I am all over the place today. See, this is why you're hosting. It um, happens like that sometimes. It's it's hard. Like, you're right. There's there, Vander Jack's a good one, but there's there's not a lot of names that just kind of like feel automatic in Correct. that regard. Vinatieri certainly is. Yeah, to me, I always think Vinatieri, Vander Jack, because those were the two for the Patriots and the Colts during their runs. You know, when it was first coming up, and they were always hitting the big kicks back and forth, and they both have hardware as well. Yes. So that was my thing. I'm yes. like, yeah, I can see that. Yes. But Gary, man, he used to have that stink one bar, the, the, the face mask. I'm just like, Ooh. I think if you played with a one bar face mask, like, I don't know geez, if you could be considered man. modern era. I, I agree. <laughs> I'm just like, how you how you do that, and why do you do that? More importantly, which of those uh, of the Hines, Casey, uh, Heath trio, right? Which of those mm. three do you think has the best chance of getting in? When? In terms of just in general or who gets in the uh, the fastest? Let's go with in general. I'm torn because honestly, I don't know if any of them would get in. I don't know if they would either. They're all, of course, I in, think the, they're they're really in the hall good. of very good. Yeah, but I honestly I don't think they're in the hall of great. Those right, three. because I'm like Heinz, we we've done this. And you know how this, we're about to get half a dozen angry tweets from people. And, telling and the us. problem is also it's going to be the new wave of classes coming in, and with the new wave, those numbers are ridiculous because of the new style of playing. Correct, which has been the biggest reason why we've seen such a log jam at wide receiver, and why it's a lot of very talented guys like Heinz who currently aren't in right now. Correct. But in like with Heath, I'm just because at the tight end position, I just think of the guys like your Gonzalez's, your Gates, your Gronks, who have just these ultra gaudy numbers. Jason Witten, right? Like it's just it's gaudy. Yeah, it is. I'm not saying who are we taking a game, but it's just like they got gaudy numbers though. 
And Casey Hampton's always been an interesting one because his I, not like unless you watched him play, I, feel like the I don't only think way you Casey, can really appreciate. I feel it. like if Vince Wolford gets in, Casey will get in. Yeah, but I think it it will it will have to be uh, like Vince in first that, because almost Vince how had, they made Alan Fanica correct. Late. And the reason I say it is because both of those guys are the same, right? In terms of their impact, in terms of the style of play, but we know perception wise, even though Hamp is talked about a ton, Vince is talked about more so because of what. He was on those Super Bowls that's where they true. won yeah, yeah. a lot of them, you know? So that's why I think that they would go Vince first. But if Vince gets in, then it definitely opens the door for Casey. I just don't think that they could go Casey first and not have Vince. Yeah. But yeah. I wonder, like, timing-wise, too, how further behind Vince is. Because, you know, Vince was obviously playing a little bit longer on that back end when he was at, was at Houston, right? He had mm-hmm. that one year in Houston. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, you know, how far that is. But that's ultimately what I think will happen with Casey. I think it will just have to wait until – after that i know steelers nation doesn't like to hear this i think particularly as it really we know i don't have to think about this one anytime we bring up heinz ward in this hall of fame conversation i could feel the tweets coming in already mm-hmm. we we love you guys we know how you feel about heinz and, and that's what makes steeler nation so special from my if i were to put on my black and gold glasses i could make an argument for all three of those guys to get mm-hmm. into the hall of fame i think heinz would probably be the easiest one to make the argument as of now But if I'm putting on just, you know, regular glasses, just the pair of Ray-Bans that I'm wearing right now. Life, Lex, I hear you. uh, I think think they all get close, but no cigar, unfortunately. I think they are all in the Hall of Great. They are all fantastic football players. But it's just, man, it's tough. And I think even so, like, it's tough for – if you're like – if you play for the Steelers, if you play for one of those franchises that has a ton of guys in the Hall of Fame already – I feel like that always makes it more difficult because every year those voters are like, oh, here we go, inducting some more Steelers. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go, inducting. Like, that's why I feel like it took Alan Fanica so long to get in. Like, there was really no other reason. I just, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm putting wagers on it, right, Motsi, I, I would say um, Heinz Ward gets the closest. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't surprise me if he's a finalist. Um, I, I think all three of those guys are great, great football players, but I think I think they uh, are close, but not quite the cigar. Yeah, that's kind of where I am with it. I think Gary probably. I mean, to me, I think Gary should have been. Oh, it. I agree with that. So I agree with I, you on that. If we're going off of this group, I think that Gary has the absolute best chance. I, to get I agree with like I, that's yeah. su- that's shocking to me that he's not yes. in. Yes, and until. What probably 15, 20 years ago, he was thought of as the greatest yes. kicker of all time. Yeah, so that's why for me, I'm like, he's gonna get in. I think that's you know he's got to wait his little bit of time, but he, he's gonna get in. I agree. With Those you other that. guys, I'm I'm a little concerned about. Brian tweets us and says, "I know we don't want to talk about the Raiders anymore, but we got to send some love to old Janikowski. That dude could kick a ball. Sea bass, sea bass. First round set now, man. Who knows? Probably somewhere like in Tallahassee, just." <laughs> Sunscreen Hammer all over, you know <laughs> drinking, you do. drinking some irons and gotta have some iron shadies. Yeah, Sebastian Janikowski was an yeah. absolute beauty. I mean, first round draft pick is a kicker. What are we? That should have gotten him into the Hall of Fame right away and exceeded expectations. And <laughs> yeah, that that guy, my that goodness, special, man. Brian says that dude could kick a ball. Yes, he could. He had an absolute. Bro, you would look at how he, like leg. his body. You're just like, whoa, he doesn't care about anything. He got this. Blast that ball. Just kill that yeah. ball. Just absolutely and kill right it. down the center every time. Like he would like walk out and warm ups, like drill a 65 yarder, then just walk back yeah. to the locker room. This is different. Certain people just certain people are built different. Certain can people I, are built all right, different. Can I tell you a funny kicker body built different Uh-oh. story? I'm I'm waiting for it. Let's go. Have I told you my McAfee at WVU story before? 
you have, but I don't think you said it on air though. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll do. I'll do this quickly since it fits with the it conversation. It is pretty awesome. Yes. My 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 first year, right? I I I was I interned for the athletic department for the football team for the basketball team. I did stuff soccer, volleyball, everything. Right. My four years at WVU, I started. You know, low man on the totem pole. Cameras. I mean, being a camera guy at practices. Right. So it's August. It's football camp for WVU. I'm a freshman. I'm standing on the sideline, lugging cameras around, filming practice, you know, sweating like crazy with this huge camera out there on the field in the middle of August. And uh, it was when Bill Stewart was the head coach. Pat McAfee was a senior on the team. Pat McAfee was a captain on the team. Pat McAfee was kicker and punter. He didn't have the same kind of participation levels as everybody else, right? They had the first few days of practice were optional days. Right? It was like one of those, like, you had to report by a certain day, but if you're in town, you could, you know, we have these two or three days of, like, optional practices where you can get some work in with the coaches. First day, Pat wasn't there. Second day, Pat wasn't there. Bill Stewart calls him up and goes, hey, Pat, listen, like, I know it's optional. I know all this, but you're a captain on this team. You're a leader. You're a senior. Like, I need you out there tomorrow, all right? You, you got to show up tomorrow. Pat McAfee comes to practice riding a moped scooter down the tunnel to the field. In khaki shorts and a tie-dye, like, cut-off, like, sleeveless T-shirt, walks out onto the field, drills a 60-yard field goal without warming up or anything. I mean, maybe he, like, stretched his leg a little bit. Drills a 60-yard field goal, looks over at Bill Stewart in the corner of the end zone, puts his hand up and says, Coach, still got it. See you next (laughs) week at practice. (laughs) And he walks back to the tunnel, hops on his moped, and rides out of practice. still got it, Coach. Some of those kickers, they're just different, (laughs) Motsi. But he was like, still got it, Coach. I'll see you next week at practice when the real thing starts. (laughs) I mean, you think McAfee was special, bro. He was. Yeah, he, was special, he absolutely. Man. He absolutely was. He he certainly was. WVU has a pension for that. Todd Sauerbrunn, Mike Vanderjack, Pat like, McAfee. Yes. Special teams you over here. Hey, man. See, you got to stand for something, right? Because. Not everybody not everybody could, you know, win the athlete portion. Sometimes you just got to go specialist. I'm with it, baby. Special them up. Woo! Special them up. But um, a group that isn't very special right now, but they happen to have special people, uh-huh. happens to have a report as- uh, attached to it. But the report says the back end of it. The first part says injury. Okay? That's not good. And it's never good when you have special players on the injury report. Case in point being Ben Roethlisberger. Case in point being Deontay Johnson. Should I keep going? I'll just give the quick update. All right, you got Ben Roethlisberger on the injury report. Deontay Johnson on the injury report. Joe Hayden on the injury report. Justin Lane on the injury report. Devin Bush on the injury report. Alex Highsmith. Carlos Davis. Eric Ebron. And TJ Watt. Now, difference in terms of availabilities. Who was available? Well, real quick, I guess the good news is you didn't say Devin Bush. Correct. I actually did, but I'll explain. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. He was up here. I got to clean up my ears. But he was a good guy. Because he was a full participant. Ah, I, that's, I see that's where you're positive going. right I see there. Where you're going. That's a good risk. That's arrow pointed up right there. All right. Now we know TJ Watt didn't finish the game. He was limited yesterday. It's another check mark. It's a positive. We like that. We like that. Joe Hayden couldn't play on Sunday. Limited yesterday. Another positive, right? So we're seeing some of these guys looking like they're turning the corner here. But then it gets not so pretty. Uh oh. Oh, you got Ben Roethlisberger as a D, not a DMP, did not practice. Not all the way out the ordinary because we know he doesn't typically practice on Wednesdays, even though Coach Tomlin did say he would be altered a little bit in terms of his preparation. We heard Ben kind of talk about that as well. Deontay Johnson dealing with the knee injury, did not practice. 
not so cool about that one. Yeah, yeah. That I'm one to me on one. concerns me a lot more. Just yeah. because he is a guy that practices. He is a young guy that needs to continue to get that practice yeah. in, right? Yeah. And for him to be a, D, a DMP right now, yeah. Not the not, not the most happy about that, baby. Not great. Yeah, yeah. I Moats, it's I mean it's it is a it's a concerning injury report. It feels like okay, Devin Bush now, it looks like he's gonna play. Ben Roethlisberger, you could tell me, and actually I'd like to get your opinion on this. Mm-hmm. You could tell me if I'm wrong. But with Ben doing his typical media availability last mm-hmm. week, him d- speaking to the media for 10 minutes almost, talking about looking ahead to some things with the Bengals, mm-hmm. it, you, you know what they say happens when you assume. But I'm kind of connecting the dots. I'm okay. thinking he wouldn't have been doing that if he doesn't think he's going to play. Is that fair? Well, I'll put it like this. Regardless of if he plays or if he doesn't plays, if he plays, can we just today – said it where we're not going to use the excuse of he was banged up and this is why. Yeah. Like, that's my only thing. Yep. Because I get what we're trying to paint. I get what you're doing, and I get that, and I'm with that. But I just don't like when we do that, and then if he goes out there and he doesn't play the way oh, that no, everybody expects, then it's you got to be judged right, for being that, out that, there. That's, that's all I'm saying. I'm, so I'm, let's I'm just, with you on that. As we sit here on Thursday, I just want to set that out I'm there right now. I'm with you on that. I just, just set that the out way that, The way that Ben <laughs> spoke yesterday for 10 minutes sounded like a guy who was planning on playing on yeah. Sunday. I don't know if that's a safe assumption. I could be completely missing the plot. Maybe he's just doing that regardless yeah. because you want to keep the Bengals in the dark. I don't know. Yeah. But I feel good about Devin Bush. I feel that Ben Roethlisberger is going to play. Mm-hmm. Other than that, though, man, it's... Alex Highsmith. It's your best guess. Did not practice growing. Now, we haven't heard of the growing since week one going into Buffalo. That's where he was on the uh, injury report as well. Yep. So that was a little bit interesting as also to see that he was added and did not practice. Now, today will give us a little bit better preview of, okay, were some of these DMPs more precautionary? Yeah. Or are these guys DMPs consecutive days? Now, if they're consecutive days, now we're starting to get even more concerned about them. So it's definitely something to monitor. Don't lose, you know, you know, don't lose your mind just yet. But <laughs> it's something to monitor right now. But concerned, but not panicked. Yeah, but ultimately, man, it led to conversations being had because the different styles of injuries, right? Growing injury versus a pec injury. Some people didn't even know what the growing injury, like where it was, how that gets hurt. Some people didn't know what the pec injuries were. And the reason why I say some people didn't know what it was, I say that because it changes people's perspective of would you put a person out there on the field or not? Sure. So when we're talking about the difference of these injuries, I know with the pec, a lot of people were thinking, you know, center of your chest. That's your sternum. If it was a bruised sternum, it's a totally different conversation. You're not worried about increasing that or making it worse. It's like a pain management Right, when we're talking about your pec, talking about on the outside the perimeters of it where it's attached to your shoulder ligaments almost to the side of it where it's a little beefy right for you mm-hmm. for the man boob guys <laughs> out there right it gets a little beefy okay it's kind of like where you where, where your armpit is like all of that area A is what we're referring to when we're talking about you know the pack area yep. and that is very different because it's not on his thorn arm oh so you should be fine with it then think about it. so if it's not on his thorn arm that's the arm that he used to fight people off with. Correct. And how do you strain a peck? By fighting people off. By having your by having your arm extended outside the framework of your body, which we know with this current offensive line, he's had to do that a little yes, bit more he than he would like to. Yes, and that will continue to happen. Now, from personal experience as a guy who has torn his peck, that is how you make it worse. So that was ultimately how we've gotten to this conversation or this point of the conversation where the question was, if Ben is less than 100% healthy, knowing the O-line that we currently have, mm. 
do you consider resting him this week? Um, I mean, when you put it that way, it feels like the answer has to be yes. Because, yeah, this feels like an important game on Sunday. Certainly. First AFC North game of the season. Um, you, you don't want to start 0-2 at home. You don't want to start 0-1 in the division, particularly when you still have to play the Ravens and the Browns four times combined between those two teams. You, I, I mean, if Ben goes out there, right, and this, this peck injury ends up becoming a full tear and all of a sudden he's out for maybe the rest of the season or he's out for a, a period of time, that is worst-case scenario. That is doomsday. Yeah. That is doomsday. We're not doomsday. We're not doomsday. We're just saying that that – it's that, in the ballpark. That would be in the ballpark, ballpark, yes. And we saw this. Didn't we just see this happen, was it two years ago with Stephon Tuitt? Yes. Where he had a pec mm-hmm. injury, and then like a week or two later, that thing ended yes. up tearing, and he was done for the year. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not naive, all right? Playing in the trenches, playing a Definitely defensive different. line yes. is a lot different, a lot more physical, a lot more contact and strain yeah. on that pec muscle than being a quarterback. But I think you just nailed it on the head, too. We've seen Ben Roethlisberger doing a lot of – dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge in the pocket so far this season. It becomes more of an issue for me when I factor in the O-line. Yes. Because I'm confident in Ben's toughness. Yes. Agreed. Like, will we say, does he milk stuff? Does he do certain things to get the attention publicly? Sure. But we never question his toughness when it's game day. And that's not the reason why I even consider resting him. I consider that when I look at how this O-line has played thus far. And when I say to myself, do I think that they will do a good enough job keeping him clean so he doesn't make himself worse? Protect the player from the player. <laughs> like That's a good point. It's a great point. Because like with TJ, and we'll get to him, that's another part of this conversation because he's in with a groin injury. And with groins, especially with guys like him, that does become a little bit more Absolutely. of an issue, right? Absolutely. Similar with Joe Hayden. But with, with Ben, because it's not the throwing arm, you're like, all right. He can still go out there and get it done, and he can. But with this O-line. Looking the five in front of him get that's, it done. That's the part that concerns me. And that's a fair concern. In the Bengals, even though they don't have a quote-unquote alpha rusher, they are a good defense, and they do rush the passer well. Yeah, no, Sam, it's like, Hubbard's, it's like, Sam Hubbard's no slouch. Dude, and Trey Hendrickson. Like, yeah, yeah. He can put up numbers. But, they might not be all pros, but they're good right, players. They're, they're good, and it's one of those things collectively, that group, they play really well together. Yes. I and why does I feel like why do I feel like we're talk, every week so far we talk about the team's good players and they match up against our bad players right now. <laughs> not I, and not, I don't want to say bad players, but our players are, that aren't our playing up. Players. They aren't playing up the up the par right now. Good ones, Arthur. Motes. This is like they. <laughs> uh, now let me ask you this too, because mm-hmm. as we're having this conversation, part, yes. part of me this is in the back of my mind. Are we mm-hmm. living in our fears a little bit? To an extent, sure. But at the same time, I ask you this: Would you rather live in your fears, or would you rather go out there and make a bonehead mistake? Because of foolish pride. No, you're absolutely right. Because that I, is that fine line, right? <laughs> I think we can all agree if, if if Ben goes down for the season or even a substantial amount of time, that's probably a see you later sayonara for any postseason hopes this year. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute now. Not necessarily. Uh, I mean. You've seen the schedule. You've seen the division. You've seen our quarterbacks, right? <laughs> Or, or are you mm. are you a part of the shopping category? Because we know it's it's a congregation that loves the shop well, for no, quarterbacks. Listen, I think Cam Newton is available. People want to shop him. I'm just asking, are you a shopper? I am not a shopper. 
So you love what we have then? I don't love what we have. So but then I don't, you're a shopper. I then. don't love what's available out there to shop either. Like here's the thing: I might okay. not like my fit, uh-huh. but if I go into the store and okay. there's no clothes I like, I'm not just gonna buy clothes to buy clothes. So then you're just gonna wear the fit that you don't like until I find one that I like. Maybe I'll have to wait till the uh, till April in the draft to find so, a fit so that it, I like. You know what it sounds? Like? It sounds like you said you just go do what you said you didn't want to do. You said you don't want to buy this fit just for the sake of buying it. So I'm going to just wear this fit just for the sake of wearing it then. Well, I'm going to wear the fit that I already have. <laughs> but you ain't like it anyways. I know. But so it, what's the difference? I'm spending money on something that I don't like. I Listen, I don't think if, it, if, if, if Ben Roethlisberger were to go down and you agree with me on this, right, if, okay. if, if, in this hypothetical scenario, right, yeah. that we're giving Steelers Nation nightmares. And this is why I don't right like now. hypotheticals. <laughs> it would be Mason Rudolph, right? He's number two on the depth chart. I, I think it would be Mason Rudolph. I don't think the Steelers would bottom out. I don't think the Steelers would finish the season I got to make sure I do the math right now. Five and twelve. Okay, but I, I I think that might be it for 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 playoff hopes. You might get to December and still have a chance, but man, the the conference is just so deep. It feels like one of those wild card spots already is going to go to either Cleveland or Baltimore, for sure. Man, you got to have some more faith, man, in this depth chart, baby. But you got to have faith. Come on now, I gotta have faith. I'm not George Michael. I don't have much faith. We have faith in the O line. Plenty of time. We don't need to go shopping. We got the You know guys. what would give me faith would be would What's be up? the defense that we saw week one in Buffalo, but with the with the injuries that they have right Remember, now. Remember, depth doesn't matter. We got guys. <laughs> yeah, we have guys, but do we have dudes? Yeah. You need dudes, not guys. I, I've heard this. Yes. TJ Watt's a dude. Joe Hayden's a dude. I'm a dude. People told me James He's Pierre was a dude, a dude as well. She's a dude. And, and Cam Sutton and Trey Norwood, they dudes We're too. Dudes. Yeah. We got dudes. I'm a dude. We got dudes, He's man. He's a dude. Won't, won't like them dudes no more. Taco and uh, Carl going to get we, helmets this we weekend? We got dudes. Jameer, jo- Jameer Jones would have got a we good got amount of snaps. We got first-round picks on the practice squad, baby. That's all I'm saying, man. We got dudes. We got dudes. You don't like them dudes. <laughs> I like one of those. Carl Joseph, I like that dude. <laughs> I... Dude, it's it is like it's it's a very interesting debate. I'd be interested. It we, is. I just. <laughs> I'd be interested. What what do the people what do the people think? Yeah, um, somebody say. Let us know on the Twitter.com, man. With Ben Roethlisberger being on the injury report, this isn't something that we're making up. We didn't, you know, fabricate this. He's only did not practice. He has a pec injury. Rod tweets us and says, "What would you do?" <laughs> Power grid megawatts. Rod says, "Hell nah, with the rest. Ben's got to play. We're in the NFL. If Ben can walk and his right arm can throw, he must be out there." Uh-huh. I have to, I I have a feeling that's probably the sentiment from from most. Let's see. Twitter.com. Oh, wait. Let I'm, us I'm know. I was about Steel to say, because I was going to say for a fact. Says I rest Ben. Yes, I've asked people this, and, it's, and it was not what you're thinking, man. A large amount do think that they would rather rest Ooh. Ben if that means that he's guaranteed healthy for the rest of the year versus you put him out here this week and it gets, you know, something significant happening. Well, him. we've gotten one tweet on each side yeah, of the Yeah, so aisle let us so know, far. man. On the Twitter.com, at the body 52 The body. And at Wesley Euler. The good head. Let us know, man, if Ben Roethlisberger currently being on the injury report, if he is not 100% healthy, would you rest him this week versus the Bengals? I can't wait to get Brian Backo's take on this. So when we come back, though, man, we will get a chance to hop on the phone lines with the man Brian Backo himself. This is Motes and Euler on SNR.